Are you tired of playing small and ready to step confidently into your greatness and share your unique brilliance with the world? Well, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon, and I've dedicated nearly two decades to empowering individuals and leaders as they confidently navigate the twists and turns of life and career transitions. If you're seeking direction, connection, or just a little push to play bigger, consider this podcast your VIP pass to a community that genuinely understands your journey. Join me every week for candid conversations and practical guidance designed to help you navigate the challenges of life and business, foster a growth mindset, and cultivate meaningful connections. It's time to embrace your inherent power, define your unique purpose, and prosper in every aspect of your life. Let's get started. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast this week. I am your host, Sabine Gideon, and I am also the founder of She Leads Network. So if you are tuning in for the very first time, or maybe you haven't listened to the last couple of episodes, you are in for a treat because today is the very first episode under the new podcast name, Women of Power purpose and prosperity. And so I'm excited to be recording this episode under the new name, the new brand. If you haven't listened in, you don't know why the name changed, but it still showed up on your on your subscriptions. Uh, go back and listen to episode 99 or episode 100 where I revealed or announced officially the new name. However, I've been I've been telling you that the the new the changes were coming for quite some time. So I uh, would love to hear your feedback on the new name, the new focus. If you haven't listened to episode 100, I have gotten some feedback, which has been very encouraging and very motivating. Again, I won't go into the details of, of why and all the reasons behind it here, just because we have something else to talk about today. But if you want to uh, check that out, please feel free to do so by checking out episodes 99 and episode 100. So again, uh, Sabine Gideon, founder of She Leads Network, host of the Power, Purpose, and Prosperity podcast. Uh, In both capacities, I offer support to high-achieving women in the form of coaching, mentorship, training, and community so that they can continue to excel and lead in every area of life, including mind, body, heart, spirit, wallet, relationships, and legacy. So I'm so grateful that you've chosen to spend this time with me this week. And, you know, of course, look forward to engaging with each and every one of you. If I haven't already done so, of course, at some point during this year, Um, either through a live training or as a member of She Leads Network. And I'll share a little bit more about that a little later on. Uh, With that, I'm introducing a new segment as we have have shifted. I shouldn't even say we shifted. As we've expanded our scope, if you will, together as part of this community, uh, I want to start by sharing something that I am grateful for this week. And as I share what I'm grateful for this week, and as you listen in, I invite you to begin to think about something that you're grateful for today or a few things that you're grateful for today. If you can't think of anything right in this moment or, you know, you're stuck in traffic and you're just trying to get home, that's completely fine. I just ask that you consider making it a priority 
priority to think about something that you're really, really grateful for today, this week, this month, whatever, uh, whatever that is for you before you go to bed tonight. And, you know, you might be wondering, well, what what does what I'm grateful for have to do with this particular podcast? What I've learned personally and through the many mentors that I've had over the course of my uh, entrepreneurial career is that, you know, gratitude really opens doors to miracles. And you, of all people, my dear, deserve to experience a life abundant in miracles. So that is why I'm including this as part of the segment and inviting you to include it as part of your day-to-day practice. And you can journal, you can just think about it in your in your own time, in your own quiet time. But, you know, just being in that state of gratitude, it really does change our perspectives. And it also invites God and universe, whatever you want to call it, to um, to step in and support you in, in giving you more opportunities to be grateful. So with that, my thing this week that I am grateful for is this new or expanded relationship and journey that we're on. So, you know, shifting from She Leads Now, now to Women of Power, Purpose and Prosperity, are reflections of, you know, my growth personally, professionally, through the business, through the the women who have come through the community. And so being able to show up in this capacity uh, through those seasons of growth has is something that I'm really, really grateful for. And to be able to combine, if you will, all of the pieces of myself, all of the pieces of us as women into one place and be able to support you in that capacity is something that I am extremely grateful for. So that is my uh, my moment of gratitude for this particular week. And again, every week I'm going to share something that I'm grateful for. And it, it might be something personal, it might be something uh, business related, podcast related. But again, the point is that, you know, the more gratitude we can put out there, the more we get to shift perspectives, our own perspectives, and possibly the perspectives of others around us so that when life is lifing, uh, we can stay grounded by recognizing that we all do have so much to be grateful for. And then, of course, we get to activate uh, miracles in our life through gratitude. So that's what I'll say about that. So for the next few weeks, I'm going to continue the focus on networking and building our relationships and building social capital. So if you have not been checking in uh, the month of January, as of the time of this recording, the month of January was really spent speaking to different elements of the networking process. This will continue where this, uh, for the next few weeks, I'm actually going to walk you through a framework that I use and that I teach and that I work with clients to implement in their own endeavors, if you will, to build their networks, to build up their social capital and position them in a place where as they're looking to grow, as they're looking to expand, they have the people and the resources in place to help them do that. But before I go into today's uh, first part, and this this part I would say is a primer to the framework, so it's not actually in the framework piece. Um, but one thing that I, I wanted to also share with you, with those of you, especially if you're longtime listeners and you you've been with the show for the last two years, 
Uh, this year, I've been very, very intentional. I've been intentional most of the other years or a couple years, if you will. But this year, you know, I've thought through from a content perspective what it is that I wanted to bring and what sequence. So just a heads up, if you're wondering, well, why is she still talking about networking? There's a couple of different reasons. Q1 was slated to focus on building your social capital, helping you to build your network. Um, there are a couple reasons for that. Obviously, beginning of the year, people are goal setting. If you've listened to any of the previous episodes, like 95, 96, I talked a lot about looking at your goals from the lens of not just what can you do or what can you get done, but who can you engage to help support you get those done? So that's what we're going to focus on Q1, laying that foundation around social capital. And then going into Q2, we're going to talk about your financial capital. Um, so a lot of conversations around um, money, around building wealth, around budgeting, around negotiating. Um, and then Q3, we're going to focus a little bit more on your personal capital, if that's a thing where uh, I will start releasing the episodes that I've been recording around our relationship with power, our relationship with authority, and our relationship or capacity to influence in our respective spheres. So that's what's coming up. So for the next few weeks, we're going to dig deep into an actual strategy and a framework. And then come March, I'm bringing on experts. Uh, so I'm not talking about people who network as part of their job, or well, I guess it is part of their job, but they're not just net casual networkers. These are people who they teach on networking, whether that's uh, LinkedIn specific, or um, they've started networking associations uh, specifically for women. So these experts are going to come in and give you tips, tools, and strategies based on what they teach their clients, what they teach their audience. So you can expect to learn a lot. So if you are, you are still not feeling comfortable, still not feeling confident, still not feeling ready to put yourself out there between this next uh, series of teachings from the framework and the experts that I'm going to be bringing on next month. You, you will have more than enough tools. And the good thing is it's a podcast, right? So you can always come back to it if you miss anything or if you go to implement something and you know, you're ready for the next thing, you can always come back to the podcast and listen to that. So that's what we're going to be focused on for the next few weeks. Again, the invitation is open. If there are specific topics or areas that you would like me to either speak on or bring experts to speak on, please send me an email at support at sabinegideon.com. Now, I'm not going to belabor the importance of networking. I feel like I've done that. And if you've been around me for any amount of time, you know how impactful uh, being intentional and building a network has been in my life, uh, personally, professionally, financially, spiritually, you name it. Um, but one of the other reasons why I really want to hone in on this and focus in on this is because, you know, I know the the women who listen to this show for the most part are very ambitious, high achieving, driven women who want to make an impact. And so I want to be able to help you accelerate whatever goal it is um, to the extent that you can using networking as a tool 
And also, you know, because there's so much going on, if you listen to last uh, episode, episode 100, where I talked about, you know, in just six years time, there's going to be such a shift in our society with regards to, you know, opportunities at the top leadership chains with money exchanging hands that if we're in a space where we may not be as comfortable or confident or aware, this is the time for us to start to look at who are the people around us or who are the people who can potentially be partners, who we can learn from, uh, who we can engage with to help support us as, you know, society overall begins to change and shift. And the third piece is, you know, quite frankly, relationships are what makes business or what makes a society move forward. And so if there's any resistance around networking and building relationships and putting yourself out there and asking for help and asking for support, I want to create this space where you can learn in a safe space, safe environment, in the comfort of your home or your car, wherever you listen to the podcast, and then actually get tools and strategies that clients pay me to teach them, to walk them through, to hold them accountable so that you can begin to implement and, you know, build your own comfort level at your own pace so that when you are ready to put yourself out there, you have an entire toolbox. So that's why I'm really focusing on this networking piece to help you on whatever goals you set for the year, as well as getting you to a place where if you're not yet you know, comfortable putting yourself out there, that you can start to take baby steps to do that. So with all that said, we'll go into today's uh, topic, which is really focused on establishing a connector's mindset. Now, if you know me, you know I had to start with mindset because I really truly believe that mindset is is everything. In in fact, I don't know if they're real studies, but you know, studies show that mindset is anywhere between 80 to 85 percent of your success in anything, and 15 to 20 percent is execution. So we'll just say 80 percent, right? Mindset is 80 percent. What you believe to be true about something is is 80% and then the execution is what gets you, you know, to that to that 100%. So when you think about it from that perspective, that ought to make you start to question especially if you have an aversion to networking or especially if, you know, you feel like there are barriers to you putting yourself out there asking for support or even knowing where to go you know, what is causing those barriers? Why do those barriers exist? And don't get me wrong, we all have them. We all have them. So as much as, I don't know if I've shared this on this particular podcast, but as much as I talk about networking, as much as I am an active networker, there was a period, especially during the pandemic or following the pandemic, really, where I had developed a bit of social anxiety, which is weird because I used to thrive on being around people, on being out and about and out of the house. And I, <laughs> I, took, I took the pandemic lockdown from, you know, a few months to several years and being quite honest and quite transparent. It wasn't until maybe about May, May or June of last year where, you know, I, 
up until that point, I would get invited to stuff every now and then I would go. Uh, but it became a point where I had to talk myself or hype myself into going out or I needed some deep reason why it made sense for me to get out of the house. Otherwise, it would be so easy for me to just, you know, unconsciously talk myself out of going out like, oh, I got to get dressed or, oh, my hair is not done or, oh, this or, oh, that. And it wasn't until midsummer where I was invited to something And at first I was really, really excited about it. And then the day of, like, I just found myself in this mental rabbit hole of all the reasons why I shouldn't go. And I I ended up talking myself out out of not going to it. It was an actual conference that was here locally. I ended up talking myself out of it. And then a, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine reached out and was just like, oh, hey, there's this event here. I went and this was happening and yada, yada, yada. We should meet up there. And it was <laughs> it was when uh, it is a gentleman. It was when he asked me to go and like gave me all of this insight about his experience. I was just like, OK, well, at least if I go, I'll know someone there. And that's when I started to realize that, wait a minute, I've never (laughs) needed to know who was going to be there or needed a sidekick, so to speak. But that was the thing that was just like, okay, if he's there, at least I'll be okay. And that's the trigger that made me recognize that, okay, there's a little, there's Sabine's not Sabining, if you will. Sabine's not being herself. What's behind that? So I share all that to share that even though you hear me talk about networking all of the time, even though you hear me, you know, talk about putting yourself out there, asking and all this other stuff, like I have had periods where I I understand what it's like to, you know, even if you're not fully conscious or intentionally doing it, to be at a place where the thought of being around people or the thought of like reaching out to people on LinkedIn, it just, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel natural. So I totally get it. And, you know, again, I am a big believer of systems and processes. So what I'm going to do these next few weeks is I'm going to give you a system and a process that you can follow in bite-sized pieces so that you can make it your own and you can do it at your own pace without any pressure, feeling pressure to, you know, now all of a sudden I got to send out a hundred emails or a hundred LinkedIn messages or anything like that. Nope. None of that. I will walk you through it. So starting with the mindset, anything that we do, regardless of whether it's networking, regardless of whether it's, you know, looking to start a business or to get to that next level in our careers, if we don't believe that we are worthy, that we are capable, that we have what it takes or that we are deserving, whatever you want to add there, we will self-sabotage. And it's not going to be intentional. It's not going to be like one day you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm going to go self-sabotage this. Nope. Your mind will pick up on the fact that this is not something that you really believe in or that you really want or that you really are confident that you even deserve. And it's going to kick in and support you. And it's going to support you in the thing that you're probably not even aware of that you're putting out there. So that's why we deal with the connector's mindset. So before we go into specifically the what the connector's mindset looks like or what it requires, let's let's break down mindset, you know, just a little bit more. So your mindset is anything that drives your ability to succeed 
or sabotage your efforts in achieving your goals. So that's what I was I was saying before, right? So if you have, you know, if you have this desire to uh, start a business and, you know, put yourself out there, share your skills, your knowledge and your brilliance. But then there's a part of you that's just like, oh, I'm not worthy or I don't know anything or, you know, what I know isn't valuable. If that belief and that mindset is really the one driving, if you will, then no matter what you do, when you go to start that business, no matter how hard you work, when you go to start that business, you're going, it's going to feel like you are, you know, walking through mud and it doesn't mean that there's, you know, something wrong with you or that you're broken or that you're not capable. It just means that there's some, there's something playing in the tape deck that you got to go through. You got to listen to it, right? Identify it, then decide, is this still true? In most cases, I would say, you know, you get to the root cause, right? Like what situation caused it? or what messaging caused it so that you can heal from it and then decide okay this is not this is not what i want to believe in anymore this is not true i have evidence otherwise and then you can move forward and i know i'm i'm glazing over the process uh but that's just because this is not what this particular show is about but you know our mindsets are so ingrained we start to believe or think that this is how we think or this is how things are and just know that anything that we believe is to be today, at some point, we chose to believe it. It was imprinted on us, or this is what you know the broader consciousness or society tells us is true. But at any given point, we can change that. We can decide it's not true and choose to believe something else. So, you know, when you think about mindset, there are different types of mindset or different ways that your mindset shows up. So growth mindset, if you've uh, done any of my presentations, or even if you've heard of Carol Dweck, she's the one who originally coined it. You know, growth mindset is that mindset that you believe that your talents, your intelligence and skills can be developed through hard work, practice and guidance from others. So a lot of high achieving women, type A, you name it, we naturally have a growth mindset, right? Because we are always looking at what is it that I want to achieve? What are the skills that I'm going to need to learn? What education, what certification, whatever the case may be that I need to get to that, right? So that is, I won't say it's inherent or natural or anything like that, but we tend to, um, we tend to gravitate towards a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, which is the opposite of that, where it's like, oh, I don't know it. I'll never learn it or I've always done it this way. And so this is the only way that I'm going to do it or it's too late for me. There might be situations in our lives where we oscillate between, you know, those types of mindset. But for the most part, especially when it relates to anything um, business, professional, academic, like goals, goal oriented things, um, we're likely going to adopt a growth mindset. Abundance mindset says that you believe that there everything is abundant. There's an openness to the riches of the world. Um, they believe that there is more than enough to go around for everyone. And this abundance mindset is, is not just money. It's like what I was saying last week around prosperity, that it's not just around money, even though we've always categorized it as money it's so much more it's it's your your abundance mindset is you know the abundance of parking spaces the abundance of places to live right it's just 
this belief, this absolute belief that there is more than enough for all of us. So the opposite of that is a scarcity or a lack mindset where it's, I got to hoard or there's competition or I got to be the first because if someone else gets there before me, then, you know, I lose out. So, you know, the abundance mindset says, if it's for me, it's for me. Like I'm going to have it or whatever it is that I want, it's available to me. The creative mindset, it fosters innovation and solutions that don't currently exist. So someone with a creative mindset, they see a lack or something, or they see a problem, they see whatever, and they don't get stuck in the problem or the lack or whatever. It's more of a, oh, there's a problem here, or there's a gap here. Something's lacking here. How do I figure it out? The problem solving, which is very similar to the creative, um, they see problems as opportunities and they make decisions with ease and confidence. So the opposite of this problem solving mindset is that analysis paralysis, right? So when they see a problem, they, you know, they immediately see it and they're just making decisions. They're taking action. That That's the most important thing. They are taking action towards the actual solution. Whereas the opposite of that is, okay, well, what if this, and then what if this, and then they just go down that rabbit hole or get stuck in perfectionism. And then the last one that I want to speak to is the entrepreneurial mindset. And this is the mindset that sees opportunities, takes the lead towards bringing the vision to life, whatever that vision is. Um, They help steer others. So they have this real great capacity to help paint the picture, if you will, of their vision and bring others along to bring it to manifestation. So when you combine all of these mindsets, you get the foundation of a connector's mindset. And I'll go into what a connector's mindset is. But before I do that, I just want to remind you of these five mindsets. So it's the growth mindset that says, I can learn anything. If I don't know it, I'll figure it out. Or there's a resource somewhere. The abundance mindset, there's more than enough, right? There's there's more than enough. Whatever it is that I need, it's available. The creative mindset says, if there's a gap or if something is lacking, there's probably a solution that we can create around that. The problem solving sees the problem and they start to take action. And then the entrepreneurial is the mindset that's able to set the vision, bring others along and bring whatever that vision is into manifestation. All of those combined brings us to the connector's mindset. And so the connector's mindset is the mindset that says, hey, now that I can see the problem, I know resources are available. um, I can create a solution. I'm ready to take action. um, I can see it. I'm the visionary. Now I need people. Now I need to bring all of those things together in the form of tangible, if you will, resources. And the tangible resources are in this particular case are people, people to help bring whatever this thing is alive. Hey there, powerhouse. Ready to accelerate your growth and amplify your impact? Well, listen closely. If you're ready to supercharge your professional growth, cultivate meaningful connections, and open doors to exciting opportunities, then mark your calendar to join me during the next live Cultivating Connections Masterclass. During this immersive training, you'll learn the art of cultivating relationships that not only enrich your life, but also have the potential to propel your career forward. 
Head over to sabinegideon.com forward slash masterclass today to register. There's no fee to participate. And of course, I've included a link below in the show notes for your convenience. Reserve your seat and I'll see you inside. And so when you think about a connector, right, and in the context of people, a connector is someone who, and you probably have experienced uh, this person in, in your life. I'm, I like to think of myself as a connector. This is someone who thrives on building relationships with other people. When I say thrives, they enjoy it. They love it. They are the ones who are like, hey, what are you up to? What do you have going on? How can I help you? How can I support you? You know, who do you know that like they're that type of person? They feed off of it in the sense of they're not just trying to be in your business and be nosy, but in their mind, they're always thinking about, oh, let me listen in to what this person needs because I may know someone who I can connect in with, or, you know, they're listening for things or clues, if you will, that they can then, you know, recommend you to somebody. So a connector, a connector is someone who they build relationships. I wouldn't say easily. Maybe they are, it's easier for them to build relationships with people, but they build relationships, not just for the sake of relationships themselves, they see themselves as I'm building this relationship and there's a purpose behind it. There's an intentionality behind it so that I can connect people with what it is that they need. And so when it comes to networking, I encourage, and you know, this is something you develop over time, but I encourage people to start with Focus on building that connector's mindset, especially for those who have an aversion to networking or especially traditional networking or putting themselves out there, right? If you are not yet comfortable putting yourself out there, think about it from the perspective of how can I meet people? How can I get to know people so that I can be the connector for others, right? inherently you will be networking, you will be, you know, asking and doing all that other stuff. But if the mindset is I'm building this database, so to speak, of relationships so that I can help support my broader network, essentially you, you will be helped. (laughs) Like there's no way around it. And once you start to see more of that, I truly believe that'll make it more, um, that'll make it less daunting for you, less scary. And, you know, there's, there's almost a reward that we get. Think about whenever you get the opportunity to, to give back to someone or to, you know, donate your time or volunteer or whatever the case may be. We, we get this really like good high feeling of, oh my gosh, I just did something for someone. So this is, this is why I say this is the foundation and the starting point for all of us, because once we can start to get those good vibe feelings, because we're helping and we're supporting people, we're going to naturally, our mind, our subconscious is going to pick up on that and be like, oh, this is a good feeling. How can I aid her in doing more of that or getting more of this particular feeling? So before you reach out to your network, before we get into, you know, the part that I talked about, like once you establish your goals and all that other stuff, I want you to ensure that you're coming from that right mindset, that there's more than enough for all of us, right? Everything is available and that your role in in implementing or going out there and networking is first and foremost 
to learn, to be curious, and to start to ask yourself, how can I connect? Who can I connect a person with? We're genuinely trying to get to know people. We are coming from a place of authenticity. We're coming from a place of curiosity. And so four things that I'm going to say in terms of must-haves for a connector mindset or to, to establish a connector mindset, you know, clarity on what you need and can offer. And when I say that from the perspective of if we're thinking to ourselves, I don't have anything to offer, I don't know what I'm doing here, that's going to come off and people are going to be able to feel it. But when you can go into a conversation, whether it's through LinkedIn, whether it's through a local event, whatever it is, and you are very clear with yourself and you've you know identified, okay, maybe this is an area of need and I know that I have this to offer. The second one is a willingness to be authentic and consistent. I mean, I think that that is self-explanatory. Like whenever you're connecting with someone at this stage in life, at this stage in our society, um, authenticity, even though they've overused the word, authenticity is a requirement. And then the consistency is is around the fact that, you know, if you say you're going to do something, do it. If you say you're going to show up, show up because, you know, there's so much noise out there and the level of or the time that it takes for people to build trust with each other, especially if you're only looking at online or building online relationships or networking on online, it takes a long time and people need to see you over and over and over and over again, or at least that your messaging or whatever it is that you do is consistent before they build that trust with you. The third one is operate from a place of integrity and trust. As I just mentioned before, the integrity really is if you say, if you meet someone, let's just say you, you connect with someone on LinkedIn, you schedule a coffee chat. And during that coffee chat, you learn that they have X need. You're able to supply that need and you tell them, you know what, I'll connect you with this person or I'll send you this. Do it. Do it. And I will be the first to admit I used to <laughs> my super uh, woman syndrome or savior syndrome or whatever you want to call it. My I would just be like, oh, I'll get this to you by the end of the day. Completely forgetting that I had a list of things to do. So after feeling really, really bad for not being able to get people things in the time frame that I stated, I am now a lot more realistic in saying, hey, give me a week. Or, you know, if if I actually need a week, if I don't need a week, then I'll, I'll give them a shorter time frame. But now I'm under promising in the sense that I'm asking for a little bit more time so that I can actually get it done and that I, I am my word, essentially. And then the last one is this disposition to give before you ask. And this goes hand in hand with with what I've shared before in the sense that any conversation you have or any engagement that you have with your network, while it is about, you know, being a connector, while it is about having an abundance mindset, I think it's important for you to always have an ask. And that ask can be as small as, hey, let's just let's add something on the calendar so that we can stay in touch, you know, on a quarterly basis, right? That's still an ask. You don't have to ask for an introduction or a referral or anything like that. But think through, I'm going into this conversation with Sally, we'll say. 
I've looked at Sally's LinkedIn profile. I've checked out her website, or maybe we're part of the same group or the same association. You know, what does, what can I ask Sally? What, what would be helpful for me from Sally? And then also while you're having the conversation with Sally, asking Sally, Hey, what is it that you need? How can I support you? How would I know? How would I recognize an ideal client for you? Or how will I, how would I recognize a, um, you know, a potential uh, associate for you? So you go in with the mindset of, I have something that I'm going to ask for. And sometimes, let me also say this, sometimes the ask could just be, I don't have anything right now that's pressing, but is it okay if I get back to you in a week or so um, after I've had a chance to think about it? That's still an ask. So just to recap here, because I know I, I gave you a lot there. When you think about the connector's mindset, foundationally, you want to make sure that you are, are working or have worked through uh, establishing a growth mindset, an abundance mindset, a creative mindset, problem-solving mindset, and entrepreneurial mindset, so that when you start to uh, build your network or you start to re-engage your network, that you're coming from this place of, okay, like we all have something that we can give with to each other. Um, I'm listening for clues of opportunities or problems that people might be going through. I'm being curious and asking questions so that I can understand needs, wants, desires, gaps, whatever the case may be. And then I'm also thinking through, you know, what are my needs and how might I leverage the conversation that I'm having with individuals to, you know, get support with the things that I need, but also support them with what it is that they need. So that is what I have for you today in terms of the connectors mindset. And so this is foundational, right? I want you to start thinking about if there are reservations around building your network, or if it's just really, I haven't had time, Sabine, like I, I have a lot going on. I just don't have time. That in and of itself is a belief you know, beliefs create our mindsets. So I would challenge you to be really, really honest with yourself to examine what are some of the beliefs that I have or beliefs that I've created around networking, around building relationships, around building social capital, around engaging other people to support me. What are those beliefs that I have that I use as either excuses or I allow fear to, you know, get me wrapped up in. And I've been reading a couple books by Joe Vitale. Uh, he was on The Secret and he's written, he's written a whole bunch of books in, in the self-help space. But one of the advice that he gives in one of his book is to leverage the Socratic method. And that's really, and if you've ever been in ma manufacturing, it, it likens to the five whys. Um, so if you know Six Sigma or anything like that, that's what it reminded me of. So basically, if you, you know, if you ask yourself the question, like, why don't I like networking or why do I find it so hard to make time to network or whatever your thing is, if you have a thing, of course, ask yourself why and listen for the answer because you're, you're, it's you, it's a conversation with you. So your mind is going to come to you with an answer. Okay. Why? And you keep asking yourself why the Six Sigma is five whys. Maybe you get to the response a little sooner. Maybe it takes a couple more whys. 
but you continue to ask yourself why, why, why until you get to the root of the belief, until you get to the root of the truth of where this first, where this belief was first imprinted on you, where you first picked it up, what incident you experienced that left a bad taste in your mouth or that left you feeling icky or vulnerable or whatever the emotion is so that you can get to a place where you can face it and then decide in that moment, is that something you still want to hold on to? Or can you choose, can you opt to see things differently from the space that you are today? So that is uh, that is a little tip there for those of you if you're if you still feel yourself clenching as I'm talking about networking and the connectors mindset and all those pieces. I don't want you to not listen to the rest of the series because the first part made you feel uncomfortable. Um, let's let's lean in to that discomfort. That discomfort is data. It is giving you information. It is feedback from your subconscious mind that is telling you this is a danger zone, this is not safe. And to my knowledge, I don't know that networking and actually like reaching out to someone to say, hey, can we have a coffee chat has actually ever harmed anyone. So if you are feeling this visceral emotion around it, lean into that, examine it, explore it, ask yourself why, and keep asking yourself why until you get down to the root of that. So that's what I have for you today. Uh, we're today was focus was on the connectors mindset. Uh, next week we will continue on where we dig a little deeper into our ecosystems. Um, so for the time being, you know, start to look at your start to look at your mindset. Start to look at the places that are uncomfortable for you. Start to look at some of the experiences that you've had around networking, whether that was in person, whether that was. Um, online, whether you know you're an entrepreneur or you're in um, you're in a traditional corporate environment, and you know start to dig through some of those uh, some of those beliefs, so that as we move into the work, if you will, around building your success circles, that's essentially where we're going to get to. Then you don't have that inner chatter, if you will around why this, you know, this won't work, this didn't work, this doesn't feel good, this isn't right, this isn't natural, so on and so on. That said, as you heard uh, prior, I have a masterclass coming up and it's actually going to be on Thursday, February 15th, Cultivating Connections, where we go deep into building out your success circle. So if you haven't already registered for that, you can do so at sabinegideon.com forward slash masterclass. And then of course, enrollment for She Leads Network is open. Uh, please feel free to check out sheleadsnetwork.com. Uh, this is a space that is evolving and growing as we bring in more women, but the focus is, is, still, is still the same. It's about building community, creating opportunities to collaborate, getting the coaching and the training and the accountability to help support you at every level, um, whether that's personal, professional, in your business, in your career, you name it. Um, but you know, feel free to check out sheleadsnetwork.com for more details and to enroll. And if you look in the show notes, for those of you who are listening and you're listening to this point, there is a coupon code. 
And you can use that coupon code to get $500 off your first year's membership. So that is not going to be there for forever. So I would definitely encourage you to to jump on that. And I'll be excited to welcome you to the community. So with that, have a wonderful rest of the day. Don't forget to identify your thing that you are grateful for this week. Journal it, think on it, hold it in thought, whatever it is that you want to do. And I will be back next week with another episode of the Women of Power, Purpose, and Prosperity podcast. Take care. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you found today's conversation helpful or got a piece of insight that you plan to implement in your life, I'd love to hear from you. Connect with me on LinkedIn at Sabine Gideon and send me a message or feel free to leave a review on either Apple or Spotify. I also invite you to share this episode with anyone in your network, another powerhouse possibly, who you think might benefit from today's conversation. Lastly, as always, any links, any resources, or any upcoming training is included in the show notes. So be sure to check that before you leave today. Until we chat again, have a blessed and powerful week.